Hi guys, this is your host Ola and welcome to the All Things Money podcast where I'm here to discuss all things money from budgeting, saving, investing and everything else in between. I'm sure many of you guys are aware of the fact that I now run All Things Money full time. However, with the current housing market, I often wonder if I'll ever make it onto the property ladder. Despite this, there are so many self-employed people who have managed to successfully get themselves onto the property ladder, which is why I'm dedicating today's podcast episode to highlight one of these success stories. So today I'm joined with Emma, also known as Video Editor M, to delve into her property purchasing journey as a self-employed business owner. Hi Emma, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm excited to talk to you. I'm doing really good, thank you. Oh, good, good. And I can see you're in your brand new office. How are you feeling? Yeah, it is amazing. I already just feel like being in this office instead of because my old office in my bedroom at my family home, it was just like all those old memories. So like to be here in like a fresh space, like yes. new office, like I can already just feel like this just feels so like next level me. Yeah, it feels so good just to have this like dedicated office space. Oh, I'm so excited for you and I'm excited to get chatting as well about your property purchasing journey. But before we delve into that, please feel free to introduce yourself to everyone listening. Yeah, so I'm Emma, but I, I guess I've started my business and my business actually is called Video Editor M. So I'm a full-time freelance video editor. I have always done video editing, but because of the pandemic, that's when I switched from being a video editor at a nine to five job and then have now moved into being fully freelance which pretty much grew from just building like an Instagram account up from passion projects and things like that while staying on furlough from that job I was like oh I can now do like all the fun things like, you know mm-hmm. not my nine to five I'd video editing stuff and then from there I started doing YouTube intros that's kind of how I started thinking like oh I can actually like make money from yeah freelance because I thought it was just killing time from being on furlough from my nine to five job. But I was like, oh, like I'll just make some YouTube intros, my friends and things. And then I started sharing them on that account. And that's when it started to grow and get bigger clients and things like that. And now I work with like brands, businesses, like bigger creators every month. And yeah, it's, it's just gone from there. So then I'm able to be fully freelance. It has been crazy. Like obviously I follow your Instagram account. And firstly, I would not know where to begin when it comes to video editing, but <laughs> your creation of all these like edits and stuff is insane like go and share some names don't be modest share some clients you've worked with spit it all oh my god I always feel so weird like saying <laughs> like that the businesses that I'm I guess the most proud of working with be like Gymshark and Face Gym and recently this year I've been connected with Estee Lauder and like all the brands that they post and things like that yeah Wow, wow. So guys, if you're ever looking for a video editor, then you got your girl Emma here. <laughs> but obviously, let's delve into all things p- property purchasing. So firstly, a huge congrats on your property purchase. We all know in this day and age, it is blooming tough to get onto the property ladder. So mm-hmm. congratulations. And you've moved in, which is very exciting too. So tell me everything about what you have purchased at the moment. Yeah, so I am in a two bedroom apartment, I guess, because I knew my whole thing is like self-employed working from home always I it was kind of a non-negotiable for me yeah I'm single living by myself so even though I could have made it work with a one bed you know the living room space I was like no I want to do this properly like if I was going to buy somewhere I might know like if I'm in the fortunate position to be able to you know afford it I'm gonna invest in a two-bed so yeah, I'm in a two-bedroom apartment currently in a beautiful apartment complex. I honestly feel like it's my dream apartment complex. Yeah, loving it. 
And how did you find the whole house buying process, especially, you know, being single, being slightly younger than some people getting on the property ladder? How did you find everything? Do you think you were clued up? Was there anything that kind of like, you know, stressed you out or anything like that? I'm keen to know. Uh, yeah, I would 100% describe <laughs> this process as an emotional roller coaster. Oh, gosh. I, there was just so many ups and downs. And I think at the start of this year, like, I've always known that even when I was at my nine to five job, which I started in, it was like 2018, 2019, yeah. I didn't go to uni. That's when I started my full-time job there. So like, literally before any kind of freelance stuff, I've always had this idea in my mind of like spring 2022. I was like, that's when I'm moving out. But I think in my mind, I always thought that would be renting. Yes. So I never really looked, even just having a full-time job, I never really gave much thought of like what the steps are involved getting on the mm-hmm. property ladder to buy. But it was only then when I was looking at the start of this year, the renting, I was just thinking, because I actually was going to rent somewhere instead of buying this year. Went to look at the place, thought it was great. Very, very overpriced. But really? at the time, I think because I'd set myself that thing of like March 2022, that's when you're moving out. And yes. I, like, I found this yeah. place and I was like, oh, it's great. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was literally going to pay an insane amount of money for this one bed apartment. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. And then I think my dad was just like, he could just see, like, he obviously understood my money. I can do what I want with it. But he did say to me, he was like, if you're willing to just basically spend all this money on renting for like a year, he was like, why don't you actually look at getting on the property ladder? Because I think in my mind, I thought when you buy a place, I was like, whoa, like, I'm in a young, like, this is for life. Like, I don't want to, like, live in this flat until I'm, like, 40. But he's like, no, no, no. (laughs) just living here for like five years like it's fine like it's yeah kind of, it's freedom you're not like tied down yeah. and it's nice now looking back I'm like it's nice that I'm like building like a home here instead of mm-hmm. renting for me then having to like set everything up to then move out yeah. here so yeah that's kind of then springtime is when I started looking seriously into buying instead of renting and I've gone with a shared ownership scheme so that's what I'm on because I'm sure we'll talk about it, but there's different things where when you're single and yes. being self-employed, you can't just like pick a house and be like, oh, great, I'll pick that one. Like yeah. <laughs> lots of different hoops you have to jump through. So yeah, once I kind of found that shared ownership would actually work for me and I'd be able to get a really nice flat, that's kind of when it all started. Yeah. Brilliant. And obviously, was there anything in that moment when you're looking for houses, especially through the shared ownership scheme? Was there anything that specifically shocked you? Was there anything like, was it harder to find a house? Was it but harder to find something that was reasonably priced in your area? Like anything that kind of was a, like a shock to the system, considering we're not taught any of this in school? Yeah, well, I already knew that the area I live in, sorry, if anyone knows it, just outside of London, I already knew it's like extortionate prices. Yeah. Like I already knew that was coming. But I did used to think, I was like, oh, I'm going to move up north, I'm going to do all that. But then I think just still this year, because I've never lived by myself before, I kind of thought, especially if I'm buying somewhere, I really don't want to move that far away from my family. And now that I've moved out, I'm 100% made the right decision, like staying Mm -hmm. in my area, because I really love it. But yeah, I knew it was coming. Like, I knew it was going to be so, so overpriced, because it's near London and it's the countryside, like, it's growing big. So I really knew the pricing. I was like, yeah, it's going to be loads. But I think what shocked me most, I've... Like I said, because I've been saving since 2019 for this, I've had the savings for this deposit. And I was on like Zoopla looking at all these things, showing my sister. And I was like, oh, wow, like I can get this. Like I've got that amount of money for the deposit. Yeah. And it's only like that amount of month. Great. And then she was like, no, it doesn't work like that. Like it's done on like your salary. Yeah. And, like that. and then I was like, oh, hold up. Mm-hmm. And the biggest shock to me was even though I'm, you know, so grateful to be earning so much income with my 
self-employed business now yeah the thing with how that works is I have an accountant and they work smartly in order to give me like the biggest I don't know like the salary and the dividends yeah. and things like that so I get paid I pay myself because I'm a limited salary. company so my salary is the bare minimum in order to work with like tax thresholds and things and then where I actually earn my like money is through dividends mm-hmm. but that doesn't count as salary in terms of like when you go to like Halifax they don't yeah. care about your dividends. They care about your salary. Yeah. So then when I was thinking about, I was like, in my head, I was like, oh my God, I've got like, I'm doing so well in my business. It's going to be so easy. And then when my dad was like, no, like, actually like your salary is like 15, like a year, really. If if you just think about the money. I get. So then I was like, oh God. And then you look at what you can get for that. And then I think I just spiraled. I was like, how are people doing this? Yeah. Like, it. yeah, that, that was a shock to me because I had to then work really hard in order to work with the right mortgage broker in order for them to actually be like look she does actually have the money she gets in dividends mm-hmm. not a traditional thing and it's yeah. actually shocking you would think that they would have a lot of self-employed cases but mm-hmm. the, the normal people I went to I think it's they just actually like so alien to the whole thing yeah, yeah it's crazy so glad you shared that because I think that's one of the biggest things that people really realize about purchasing a house whether you're mm. employed or self-employed is that Yes, we can have like a hundred thousand pound deposit, but if my salary, for example, I think my old job was just like just over like nineteen and a half, twenty thousand. If that was what I was going off for to get a mortgage, I would not scrape the bottom barrel of the Honestly. cheapest house in London, literally with a hundred k deposit. I think, and I'm so glad you shared that. So thank you for sharing that because, guys, what you may not realize is that you actually, when you're looking to purchase a house, you actually go by your salary and how much money you can borrow from the mortgage lender and I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to being self-employed which we'll touch on in a minute is that you have to have a certain amount of accounts xyz and you also need to have a certain salary yeah it's actually shocking because that's what they're like thought of me. I was like hold up I can have like a million pounds over here yeah <laughs> but it's still like Halifax is there like what's your salary and I'm yeah. like oh my god like I don't want to talk about what that yeah. is yet. and that's crazy like I'm so glad you also like have the experience like you know that it is a real thing like you mm-hmm. can be on even just like a great mid salary and especially because I'm single I'm doing it by myself yeah. I'm like this is so unfair that mm. then people who are in a, in a couple and they like because it, it gets added together then yeah. combined salary when you're in a couple so then I guess that's how you can then actually get something yeah for, us, <laughs> for single gals I was like oh my god it's <laughs> really tough not worse than no exactly yeah. it's really hard and that's why I was so impressed that you managed to get yourself on the property ledger and this is why I'm so thankful that you're sharing your story your process on this the podcast I think everyone kind of needs to know that it is still possible to get on the property housing ladder despite yeah. the rollercoaster emotions despite the money um it can be possible for some of you guys but obviously like we've obviously touched on you're self-employed was there anything else you had to do slightly different when going through the process then so I kind of it was even harder for me because I decided I didn't even have I was a sole trader and then I switched to becoming a limited company right. in May last year so I okay. didn't even have a whole year of accounts mm-hmm. and usually they say you need two years accounts so I just kind of went into it started the process like because when you do the plats like, they don't really um I don't know I guess because they're also so clueless about self-employed things they kind of mm-hmm. let you go through the motions. Yeah. Then I went, viewed this flat, fell absolutely in love with it. The lady's like, oh yeah, I'm sure that's fine. Like, I'll put you through to our room. You know, our money guy, like he'll talk you through it. Like <laughs> yeah. thinking it's all fine. And then it's like, you've got your hopes up and you're like, oh my God, what's happening here? And then, yeah, he's like, yeah, you need, you do need the two years. 
so I didn't even have one. Oh no so I thought I was gonna have to wait but I was like, oh my god like this is the place like I love this so he couldn't really help me and it kind of got to the point where I thought I'd have to pull out hence why I was kind of poster of emotions because mm-hmm. I'd already like got through a lot of the different stages it was in a really weird way I don't know if that's just shared ownership and then he was like yeah like, I can't get you anyone because you don't even have the one years because my accountant I was able to get like an unaudited account so it was it was had like an official document where it could say like this is how much he's made so far which is already yes. like vastly more like I was confident like it was enough to show them like it was my business is generating like, 100% a really good income from it and it's stable because I could then show like sole trader documents and stuff like that like it's not just like a one-off um but they're still just I mean for, for the right reasons like they're so set in their ways of like you know you need this you need this yeah, yeah. so then yeah I was kind of a bit like oh my god what am I gonna do and I was talking to my accountant about it because he was the one who called the unaudited accounts and he was like oh I've got a friend who's a mortgage broker like he might be able to help with you mm. And yeah, he was amazing. He's the person who was able then to get me the mortgage lender who I'm with. Yeah. So it was completely, yeah, I'm just so grateful for my accountant because I then was confident because I was like, okay, like if he already knows this, the person who I went with, like he's literally specialized in knowing the kind of self-employed thing because it's so difficult trying to explain how it works to other people because they just, but for the most part, they just deal with the classic like salary, nine to five jobs and that sort of stuff. So I just got like very fortunate that he had that connection. Yeah. Otherwise I can a hundred percent say like, I would have just had to wait like another year until I had that. So it was purely down to that, that I had someone who was able to find then had that connection with the mortgage lenders that I'm with. And they do actually give out, like they specialize in self-employed people. So yeah. then they were able to do it. Yeah. Whereas like Halifax and all the big people, like they just wouldn't even look at it. And this is the importance of us spreading awareness, isn't it? Right. Like some people that are running their own business, they might have done a couple of months, gone self-employed, quit their job. Very specifically yeah. like I did back in March and maybe thought I've got X amount of savings. Let me buy my house by the end of this year. And unfortunately, guys, it just doesn't work like that. So obviously, like Emma learned on the process. And what I've learned as well is that ideally you do need to have two years of accounts when you're running your business. Make sure it's all legitimized as well. It's really, really important to have all your records. If you don't have an accountant, I would kind of recommend it if you can afford one. If not, then using accountancy softing software such as tax scouts or earner oh quick quickbooks is good yeah quickbooks is another one yeah. as well yeah so what loads of you just need to have something that is really solid and set so that actually just lays it all out for you because otherwise the house property journey is just going to be absolute hell I mean it's already stressful as it is let alone yeah. all that as well yeah I can't stress that enough like guys they need everything like they need your bank statements like regardless of anything like even if you've created like a different savings account like they need everything you need like your current account they need all your savings they need like six months before that and to see like where's the money come from like fully legit otherwise yeah. there's no chance like there's yeah. absolutely no chance yeah. yeah so no thank you for sharing that emma but obviously you went about saving for your very first property you had your deposit saved up how did you find saving money whilst working for yourself yeah i think because i was literally before I was even self-employed like I had this in my mind so because I was already like building and building and building I'd already worked out like when I got my first salary from my nine to five I was like okay if I save like what was it like 350 pound a month with that each each payday I could build it and because I guess because that was 2019 and I was already Mm -hmm. planning on 2022 I was like okay I can do it I can save you know yeah and then because of COVID like literally that sped up the savings so much because I wasn't going out I had like no Mm -hmm. expenses I was still paying to live at home but like petrol and like clothes yeah. going out like completely froze so I was able to then just like add more into that 
And then once I switched to being freelance, my income did increase a lot. So it was pretty yeah. much just every time I, because I still being self-employed, like I still pay myself once a month yeah. an amount. So it's still that same principle of like, okay, I got X amount and then I'm going to put that amount aside. Mm. And it just kept on building and building from there. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. Firstly, you mentioned obviously having a go. And I think that's really important, especially when a lot of us want to go on the property ladder. I think having that goal of when roughly, even if it's yeah. not, hugely realistic just having an ideal target I think it's really important because then you can work out monthly how much you roughly need to kind of save towards and then also like you mentioned paying yourself so I do the exact same I pay myself once every month as well so I know I have like a salary as such so at least I'm not dipping into the business account I just know mm. salary that's coming out every single month so I just take a certain percentage of that and then pay myself every month and take savings out of that accordingly yes and I think what helped me a lot is I have that. And then if you are like a limited company, worth just chatting to your accountant, if you've got one about seeing like, if you can take like, if you've got a big dividend sum, if you can take that early, because that's okay. what I did in the end. I it was coming up anyway to when I could take my big dividend. So instead of actually using the personal savings that I always kept on building, I then in the end just used a big dividend sum that I could take from yeah. my business to then use it for that anyway. So if you are like thinking, oh, like I need an extra like 10K, however much you need for your deposit, it could be instead of like giving yourself like spreading it across each month, you could just take it as a chunk if you do need mm-hmm. it just to like pay the deposit. And then, yeah. Yeah. Figure the rest out from there. Oh, no, brilliant. And before we wrap up today's episode, do you have any other top tips for those currently self-employed looking to purchase their own property in the future? I guess I would just say like you can do it with one year because I know how disheartening it was. Like when I was talking to the guy who was like linked with the housing association thing when he was like, yeah, like he, I don't think, I think maybe he just wanted to like move on to like an easier case of like a nine to a five. And I felt very like, oh, I'm being like punished for yeah. going down this road and especially being single. I was like, this is like, you know, but I just want to tell people like, it's hundred percent possible. You just have to, you only need one lender, don't you? You only need one lender. So true. And like, they are there. Like, I think it's definitely a growing thing with the amount of people who are becoming yeah. self-employed now. I feel like, a lot more hope I would really hope that in the future like Halifax and things like that are going to step up and do it because well, they have the to interest. at some point yeah exactly yeah. yeah so I mean I can only hope for other people that they're gonna like bigger ones are gonna start offering mm-hmm. that but at least it honestly shows if I have got this with not even one year's limited company accounts like don't be disheartened that you can do it but like we said if you want to then have a lot of options like I literally yeah. had to go with that one so mm-hmm. the interest rate was a bit higher with it Mm. but I think like we you know interest rates and everything is going to rise anyway it's made up yeah. Like, yeah like I think that's just go with it because there was no other options and I still was happy and comfortable to do so yeah but it's lovely to have options so you know if you are planning in advance like I definitely start planning now and knowing when you're like two years are going to come up so you don't start yeah. the process like a few months before and then it gets confusing so you know exactly like then you can work backwards from those accounts of like when you can start looking and like you know yeah yeah and another tip I'd probably say is also just like you said be organized as possible like I feel like when you're running a business you kind of get so in the motions of like the operations of your business that you actually forget that the finances are a huge part of everything like your taxes especially as well if you're going to purchase a property in the future they look at everything guys so be organized if you can start that organization process even if you're not looking to buy a house you'll need your accounts tidied and clean for the tax year so just make sure you're on top of all of that if possible and also if you are self-employed work for yourself and you struggle to save I also think it's really important to just save any amount that you can like I don't think you should have to think about saving or struggling 
to save thousands and thousands every month if you cannot physically do it. I think if you can save five pound, a hundred pound a month, just creating that little pot first. And like you said, you're very fortunate your business started growing a lot quicker soon later on down the line. So yeah, start saving now. And if you can start increasing that amount later on down the line, that's perfect. It doesn't need to be thousands at the beginning. Everyone's business hopefully does evolve in the future that you're able to save a bit more over time. Yeah, and I know I don't know too much about Help to Buy because I did shared ownership, but I know with Help to Buy, their whole thing is that it's like a five percent deposit or something like that. Yeah. So also don't think that you have to save like hundreds of thousands, like tens of thousands, let's say, which it generally is tens of thousands. I guess five percent would be a lot less than that. Yeah. So it's just like don't then be disheartened, like thinking I'm not gonna bother at all, like saving that mm-hmm. 20 pounds here because it's not gonna add <laughs> anything. Like, yeah, like it actually will if you lose five percent. Yeah. And, no, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And also thank you for touching up on the shared ownership process as well. Can you kind of explain about how you found it? Was it something you would recommend? Obviously, guys, this is not advice, but it's just good to kind of hear Emma's view on it as well. Yeah, I had absolutely no clue about it. And I think I said at the start when I was like looking on Zoopla, I was like, oh, I don't need any schemes. I've got no, that's fine. And then I was like, oh, okay, I actually, yeah, I need to do a scheme. Otherwise, this is not going to happen being a single yeah. person. But yeah, I thought it was great. Shared ownership means that you only get like new build places. Mm-hmm. So already for me, I was like, that's great. Like, I only want a yeah. new build anyway. Yeah. But I guess it's good to know if you thought you were going to like renovate an old place. That's like kind of your dream because I've got a mm-hmm. friend who's doing that now and kind of thought she could do shared ownership. But then she was like, oh, actually, no, like I want to renovate yeah. like an old house and stuff like that. So it won't work for that. It's a new build property. And yeah, you just pick your share. They kind of like, I guess you work out with the person like salary and yeah. how much deposit. And then they kind of just calculate there. And then um, you can like staircase and things if you yes. want to buy more in the future and things like that. But yeah, I would say it's a, it's a really good option for people because I would definitely not be able to have just bought this flat. Yeah. And it's really interesting because the flat, the big, it's not that big of a building. There's in my building, there's I think 20 flats. And then there's one next to it, smaller, and then opposite is like mirrored. The ones on mirrored, they're all just like normal. And then it's nice to know like all of my side is just shared ownership. So it's okay. good to know that you don't think like, oh my God, there's no options and stuff like that. Like I think because it's such a growing thing, mm-hmm. you don't just get like the bottom barrel of like the random yeah. flats. Like they do, like, there is a lot of choice. That's yeah. what I found. Yeah. And they're really nice places. Yeah. Really nice. And this is it. Again, guys, there's so many government schemes out there now designed to help people get on the property ladder. We know how tough this housing market is. I've created a podcast episode all about shared ownership, which I'll leave in the podcast description if you want to learn more about it and how it works. Works perfectly for some, not for everyone. But again, there's so many other options out there. So yeah, thank you for sharing that, Emma. And thank you for joining me on today's podcast episode. I've definitely learned a lot. And hopefully some of you guys listening have learned loads too, especially when you're self-employed. And like I mentioned at the beginning, I've kind of had some doubts when I'm thinking am I ever going to get on this property ladder but it's good to hear that it is possible with Emma sharing her story so yeah thank you so much Emma for sharing that yeah of course happy to help and obviously before I let you go you provide fantastic video editing services which I am in absolute awe of if people would like to work with you or just check out your work where can they go to do so oh thank you yeah just go to my Instagram it's just videoeditor.m yeah brilliant and i'll again share that in the podcast description but yeah thank you so much again emma thank you bye thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the all things money podcast for more all things money make sure you follow us on social media subscribe to the podcast and make sure you tune back in next week